Christian and King with Christian Arcan. I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. And Tom King. My age, the mind starts playing tricks. And New Hampshire's home for sports. ESPN. Sweet Jesus. New Hampshire. Before the game, I didn't like that at all. Yeah. And it was some disrespect to me uh, from the fans. Uh, and that, that sparked a little fire. And, yeah, so that did motivate you. Cause, yeah, of course. Cause, and you. Well, good afternoon. Christian King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com, streaming live on the TuneIn app as well. Nice to have you with us this afternoon here. Pleasant afternoon. Granite State, I'm Christian Arcan alongside... Uh, in his finest winter hoodie, my good friend Tom King. This Hi, Tom. is my hockey hoodie. Yes. Hockey hoodie. Right. Because I have a game later on today. Mm-hmm. Hockey hoodie. Yeah, let's get it right now. Come on. The hockey hoodie. The hockey hoodie was worn extensively last week. <laughs> it hasn't been washed, I have to tell you. I can tell. <laughs> tell from here. Uh, yep. Has it been washed ever? <laughs> Once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> no, hockey players don't care. True. Why should I? No. You know, You're not only around hockey players all day. Well, but yeah, well, I mean, this is an exception that I'm, you know, actually around people. True. When I'm not working, I so. know one of the rare times. It is exactly. I consider myself very lucky <laughs> yeah. to be the one, uh, the one uh, person gets to be around you for three hours. Yeah, exactly. With your nasty, dirty old ratty sweat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry if my voice is a little hoarse. I was up all night booing Jay Crowder. Uh, it was uh, very important to do. Jay that. Crowder was up all night. Booing you. I know. <laughs> wow. Pretty interesting stuff. I was on the air last you know night what? when all this started happening. You know what? I didn't listen to the specifics of things you mm-hmm. said except the word disrespect. But you know what? When you're a home player and the other, the other home crowd's cheering the other guy because they think the other guy could join you next year or right. whatever, I don't, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't be too thrilled about it. No. Not really. I don't blame him. No other player said anything about it. Jay Crowder took it very personally on his own. I happen to think that if Gordon Hayward were to come here, that would mean bye-bye Amir Johnson, not necessarily bye-bye Jay Crowder. Right, but you know how sensitive I know pro how athletes think, are. Sure. They all think that, they, look, the good athletes, the good pro athletes, I think, are the ones who play like they feel somebody's after their job. Right. Because they all, I mean, they all should think someone's always after their job, because they are. You know, that's the nature of professional athletes. Mm-hmm. And it's the nature of, co- it's the nature of any uh, team. You know, in high school, college, pro, there's always somebody when you're on the floor that wants to be in your spot. Yeah. When you're on the field, when you're on the floor, when you're on the diamond, they want to be in your spot. So, you know, that's that's the nature of it. It is. And so Crowder obviously is very well aware of that mm-hmm. and didn't like it. Right. I don't blame him. Now, here's the thing. Jay Crowder was on the Kevin Durant recruiting mission, if I'm not mistaken. He was one of the guys that went down there to, to the, you know, down to the Hamptons and him and Tom Brady and Kelly oh, O'Leary. Like Crowder, that's just place why, yeah, why yeah. Durant didn't sign. Maybe. <laughs> I'll play with you. Yeah. <laughs> Crowder probably said, yeah, you know, if you want to come, fine. Yeah. If not, don't worry about it. We'll Jay be Crowder fine. walked into the room, put a pistol on the table, mm. and said, you come here. Yeah, no. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he was, he was part of that. And I guess there's a, a pretty big difference between bringing in a guy who makes you an instantaneous championship contender. I but think I think so. in Jay Crowder's mind, he probably thinks, "Hey, I'm as good as I'm as good as Gordon Hayward," which he isn't, by the way. Gordon Hayward's a better player. They all think they're as good as somebody right. Else. Yeah. But I'd also I'd also offer this: 
Gordon Hayward right now is averaging 22 points a game, roughly, 22.5, mm. over in Utah, where he is the central focus of that offense. Yeah, that's it. No, he's it. You Ball know? goes through him, okay? Right, and they're winning. And so, they're winning, yeah, right. the fifth seed. So they'll probably do whatever they can to resign him. I doubt he resigns there because it's Utah, but you never know. So if he were to become a free agent this offseason, and it was a swap, like, okay, we can keep one or the other, and you're offering Gordon Hayward max money? I think I'd rather have Jay Crowder at seven million than Gordon Hayward at a max at a max deal. If we're talking about the value and and the roster, you and what would these guys and can you both would, bring. but here's the thing: it's a better deal. Yeah, well, it it, it is, but here's the thing: the, the the max money in the NBA now is so inflated, right? And so uh, you're giving somebody a max contract, you're not necessarily thinking they're really great players. You're giving it to them because you got the money, you got to spend it, right? Which is sort of what I mean. And that's the way the end. Gordon Hayward's a guy that I'd want to do that with. Well, you may not have a choice. Sure, you always have a choice. Well, I mean, mean, not a choice where you have to give him the money or not, but he may not be, he may not have a choice in players that you want. He may be the best of the lot. Mm -hmm. So, and that that was willing to come there. So, that's really the the NBA. All right, they got labor peace. That's great. But they have mishandled this whole free agency uh, salary cap. They've they've really mishandled that. How do you mean? Because the players guys think it's great. Oh, the well, yeah, no, the <laughs> players do think it's great. But you talked about Durant and a competitive edge and everything else. Mm-hmm. But also, you're getting money given to players who. On, on on the scale of talent, don't necessarily deserve it. Now, I'm not talking about the theory of pro, you know, the the the, the very widely held, you know, theory or, or thinking that you know pro athletes are overpaid, blah blah blah. You know, all, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about. Oh, let me see if I can use an analogy here. I'm talking about um, uh, who's marginal for the Red Sox. Uh, you know. I don't know because they got so many good players now. It's tough to find somebody that's kind of, kind of marginal. Christian Vasquez. Yeah, I'm talking about a Christian Vasquez getting you know, well, not Christian Vasquez, but somebody who's somebody who's good but not uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. Okay, getting a a a, a rod type deal. Mm. That's what I'm talking about. That's yeah. what the NBA has it become, is. It is and that's it. not good for the league. And it's going to be its downfall in terms of either huge labor strife or. Or I don't or, know about or that. huge competitive issues. The market's issues. gone up and down. Before it corrects itself, it's not all. It, it'll be like TV, this for a couple of TV years. TV money is through the roof. Sure, but once the contract, once these people realize, oh God, we just gave a max contract to Harrison Barnes and Mike Conley and Gordon Hayward. You know, I mean that the market still corrects itself, even if there's money to. Spend. I don't know about that. I think it will. I don't know about that. People got to stop watching before the market corrects itself mm, because the money maybe. keeps flowing in. You know, but that bubble's got to burst soon too. You know. You would think it would burst when LeBron goes. All yeah, right? I think so. That's but you never know. Someone, another LeBron could show up. You know, it, it it's hard. To, it's hard to say. It really is. But that's one of the reasons why this is happened. This happened last night. You know. Yeah. Really, it is. How's that? It's pretty deep, huh? That was very deep. I know. I'm really impressed with myself. Touched my soul a little bit. Though. I was just that's right off the cuff too. I didn't even prepare that. He didn't. No. Wow. 
That is really deep. One thing uh, that Crowder said that I didn't like. I mean, I for the most part, I like the reaction. Because, yeah, number yeah, yeah, one, I would. It, this happened at the very beginning of the game during yeah. the opening intros, and Crowder clearly was mad about it then. And then he went out there, shot five of six from three at 21 points, and they beat the number five seed in the Western Conference. Great win for that team last night. And Isaiah Thomas, 29 points, 15 assists. Oh, he's, I mean, he's must-see TV right now. <laughs> he really is. Isaiah you know Thomas, you, you got to watch him. Oh, now. you know what happened? What? He got ticked. He got ticked off. Yeah. That's what happened. He heard all this talk about how they were better off without him, and he got ticked. Yeah. You know? These guys want to go around playing with a chip on their shoulder That's... saying these fans think they're better off without you and me and all of us. We'll, we'll show them yeah, where they're really, better off You know what us. happened? And you know what? Celtics fans will respond to you that. Know what happened? You know what happened? They got they got, they snapped out of it. Yeah. They were, they were one of the most boring teams in <laughs> basketball for about two months. They were. There was nothing exciting to watch about this team. Sure. Now all of a sudden we're talking about him. And Isaiah Thomas, you can't miss him. You can't no, miss him. No, no. And now all you of a sudden watch him we're talking there. about yeah. them on a week. You know, it's a bye week for the Patriots, but on, on a time when the Patriots are front and center. Mm-hmm. You know, this is good. I mean, on yeah. a, no matter what happens with Crowder, having a scandal for the Celtics while they're playing well yeah, and while you, Isaiah Thomas yeah, is going out there lighting it up, that's no, good. We're it's talking good. about it. You're yeah. talking about him. You know, ultimately, it's thing. a good thing from a from an interest right, right. level. Jeez. Will it be a good thing for the team? That's a different story. Now, Jay Crowder, someone Well, I think the team him, has already reacted to some of it the way they played. Maybe, but this thing now is a little well, bit with different. Crowder? With Crowder, it's different because uh, it, yeah. uh, he was tweeting back at people. He was yelling at Pitt. Ordway was saying stuff to him. He was responding. Some guy tweeted to him and said, hey, you know, this is Boston, Jay. Love it or leave it. And he wrote <laughs> back, I got no problem leaving it, man. No <laughs> like, kidding. They, yeah. These guys do. Nobody's wed to here. No. None but of maybe, them are. Maybe you don't tweet that. Oh, uh, he well, he listen. This is and a, here's the reason why. No, you know why? This is a guy who says what's on his mind. You know why? Last year he he, he talked to me. I'm not I'm not 100. percent I can't play that well. True. You know, and that, that wasn't a great thing either. Right. So that told me. So it'd be nice if he maybe learned from that. He's and not. Then, what difference did it make? It what can make a difference. What difference did it make? Right. Learn from it. Why? What were the repercussions? Well, the other team knew he was only 70, 80. Right. But what were the repercussions? None. None. They lost in the first round. Right. But that that's not why. No, but it didn't you know, help. I mean, it wasn't a positive that's, that's thing. That's not why. I mean, it, 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 didn't, it didn't affect a thing. And it also was kind of a cop-out, too. You know? Yeah, You're but gonna it say, did. But, well, just, Tom, let me yeah. explain it. Yeah. You're going to say before the series, I'm not, I'm not 100%. That's a built-in excuse. Yeah. He doesn't care. Okay. That's what I'm telling you. You learn from it. You're not learning from anything. Fans, his teammates, the coach might have cared. I mean, that might have made a difference. Did they say it to him? Maybe they did. He didn't care. Maybe not. You know? That's why. That's why. Learn from it? No, that's not. That's... You know, if, if the way he would have learned from it is if somebody just went boom and ran right into him where sure. he's where he's injured and then he's really out. Yeah, that's that's where you, you learn. Delavadova wasn't around. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. exactly I know it. That's where you learn from it. Injured? You know, you're hurt. Where exactly? Man, that's why hockey. <laughs> Show players, me on the doll where I should. That's dive why into hockey you, teams yeah. never tell where their guys are. Exactly. Yeah. That's why. Or any team playing Matthew Delavadova's team. Right. Um, but that that sort of I don't know that put me off a little bit because here's the thing I don't think any person at TD Garden last night, who cheered for Gordon Hayward, meant it in any way as disrespect to Jay Crowder. No one, no one cheered for Gordon Hayward saying, yeah, come here so we can get rid of this 99 Crowder guy. People, Celtics fans love Jay Crowder. Mm-hmm. They do. He's a scrappy player. I mean, he's, yeah, he's built night, himself up from last nothing. Night, last night, they loved Gordon Hayward more, and they didn't like that. They didn't like that. I don't, I don't necessarily I don't, think they loved him I more. Don't, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Celtics I don't. fans have done that before. I don't blame him. Celtics you, fans said, chanted, come here, Durant. Come here, Durant. Yeah. Last year when he was with Oklahoma City. Yeah. 
I don't remember Jay Crowder flipping out about that. Oh, maybe he did. Maybe maybe he did did. He didn't tweet held, about it and held it in until this happened. And goes, that's it. I'm done. You know. I'm, but I'm I also think Jay Crowder's not stupid. He understands Kevin Durant. Well, that's is the, the top too. three right, players. Exactly. Gordon Hayward isn't necessarily, right. but Gordon Hayward's still a better player than Jay Crowder. Unfortunately, he's a better scorer. He's just, I mean, he has been. Over yeah. The oh yeah. Of his he career. is. He is. He's a different. You know. He's yeah. He is. If you put Jay Crowder, he in is Utah more polished. Asked him to do what he's Gordon more Hayward polished. does. I don't think he could do it. He's more polished of a skilled player. Than Crowder. Yes. Is. However, right. Crowder's more of a lunch pail type player. He is. He's a better defensive player. Yeah, right. He is. And right. even though he's a little smaller than Hayward, they're the same age. He's smaller than Hayward, about equal, I'd say, rebounding Guys wise. that are better offensively usually aren't better defensively. Sure. You know, and, and that's, and Hayward falls into that category. The Celtics, however. But, but Crowder's just, he's out there guarding him or playing against him, and the other fans are cheering for him. Didn't like it. I they didn't cheer him. for him the whole game. No, but I'm sure he didn't like it. And know? Jay Crowder, they were cheering plenty for him when he was yeah. gunning from three. You know, so I don't think anybody in the in the crowd, right, who said, you know, yay, Gordon Hayward, we hope, you know, we hope they sign you next year. You know, ultimately, Celtics fans would, in their mind, I think, hope that Jay Crowder and Gordon Hayward played together on the same team and are on the court all the time. I bet they'd rather have Hayward. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. Hayward's Hayward's better. Yeah. I know. That's, but I don't think anyone was saying we want you and we want Crowder out. That's but, not what anyone in the crowd. But was. if you're a, if you're a player on the floor, I told you someone's always going to take sure. your spot. And somebody's, if you want to take it that way and play with a chip on your shoulder, then the Celtics fans should go out there and cheer for the other guy every single night. If Crowder's going to go out there and play like that and elevate his game, because you know what, Jay Crowder has established that he is unhappy with the way you know fans view him or whatever. So now you got to go do something about it. Okay, now you got to go out there and elevate your game. Right, we'll now see. you got to win around in the playoffs. You're going to make a big. He's stink put like a bullseye this. on. You got to do something about he's it. He's put here. a bullseye on him. Then you can himself. say whatever you want. He's put a bullseye on himself. So let's see how he does. Exactly. You know. And we all we're all going to have our takes today. Lord knows they've already started, and I had mine last night, and I still have them now. But yeah, this is exactly one of those. Okay, well now you said you said your piece. Go out there and either back it up, or have this follow you around for the rest of the season. One or the other. It's going to be one of those two things. And if he backs it up, Celtics fans will love that. Are you kidding me? A, a story like that, a guy saying, oh, you're going to cheer for him? Well, watch this. And then he goes out there and backs it up, elevates his game, becomes that, that other player on this team that suddenly makes them a conference finalist? Yeah. Does he have that ability? I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think he does. But keeps playing like he did last night. Yeah. You know, shooting from the outside, playing good defense, Depends doing what he does. Playing. It does. Depends on how teams play him. But uh, an interesting interesting thing there. And I was not really surprised to see it because, you know, these are athletes. They're humans. And by the way, when they get done with the game, they go back into the locker room and the entire world's right there at their fingertips. And everything they're thinking or saying, they can tweet out to it's the amazing, entire universe. Isn't it? Isn't it? And this was late. I mean, it was 11, 12 o'clock. He deleted all the tweets. And we still know what every single one of them said. I mean, it's just, you know, right. brave new world. This is the way it goes now. Which is why, you know, your rule, everybody off social media. Everybody off social media. Players yeah. during, the, during the season, off social media. Mm-hmm. Don't want to see any of it. Yeah. Yep, that's my rule if I was running a team. I'm fine with him going out there playing with a chip on his shoulder. I think the whole, you know, I have no problem leaving here is a little, little, little much. You know, it wasn't personal, Jay, okay? And no one wants to see you out and him in. I think ultimately what everyone was cheering for was the idea of him See, joining Celtic the fans team won't as it like is that. right now. They won't like that. Right. He'll get a mixed reaction next time he's introduced. Mm-hmm. When's the next home game? Is it Friday or is it? Uh, it's Friday against the 76ers. <laughs> You'll look fine then. Probably. Oh, God. <laughs> uh.
Um, but yeah, you know, Jay Crowder, I, I get why I get why he took it that way. Jay Crowder's story in the NBA, his career is an inspiring one. He was a throw-in in the Rondo trade. No, yeah, no, no. People thought he was going to be an end-of-the-bench main Celtics red claw the, type of guy. Celtics got the better half of that deal. D- definitely. Rondo's, Rondo's languishing in Chicago. Yeah. He's bounced around the league ever since they traded him. Mm-hmm. Smart move. And everywhere he goes, he gets you know disciplined by the team for oh, conduct detrimental. I know every single place every he goes. Every place he goes, he's just he, you know. Talk about a guy who doesn't learn from anything. No, no, no. You know, Rondo's right up there. But yeah, Jay Crowder. Listen, you know he's he's paid his dues to be sure, but he's not. He's also not some guy who's get like he's he's an underrated player, but he's not some guy that got snubbed for an All Star bid or something like that. You know what I mean? No one's mistaking him for Draymond Green or. Right. Even Gordon Hayward. I mean, he's a good player on this team, and he's a guy maybe people start asking for, you know, inquiring about. I want to say two more years. Two years. Hayward's a free agent at the end of this year. Okay, so they Yeah, I know Hayward is. I know Hayward. That was the whole whole point. Yeah. Um, Let me see if I can find uh, Crowder's contract status. I want to say this year and next year, but I might be wrong. You can just, uh, you know, watch me as I I look this up. I like watching you do that stuff. I know you do. I'm not. I, 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 he's an unrestricted. Uh, wow, he's around for a couple more years. He's wow, is he really? 2017, they, 18, 19, Was he under contract with Dallas, or did they sign him? Did they extend him when they got him? Uh, or shortly after they got him? Let's see. He signed a five-year deal with the Celtics. Oh, with the Celtics. Yeah. All right. So he. So they they re-upped him right in All 2015. Right. Last year he signed the right. So he like he said. So he he'll be no, a free agent 2020. Unrestricted right. He has no problems agent. leaving, which means he'd have to leave via trade. Mm-hmm. And if he left via trade. It would be for two reasons. It would be, one, they have a chance to get something that they really want, and Crowder would be just have to give up something to get something, mm-hmm. and they hate partnering with him, but that's the way it goes. Or, B, he becomes a pain in the neck where they have to trade him. Right. Because so, he's just so, you know. You know, because cause he's so expressive. So over it here, yeah. You know, so. But really, I mean, he can walk out to the middle of the court Flip off the entire crowd and pull his pants down. So long as he goes out there and scores twenty two well, points a game, you know, it doesn't, care. doesn't matter to me. No, they <laughs> like, just want to win. They just want the team to win. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. That's it. I want and a team. Right, that, and right now they've got one. They've got the team that they wanted. They've, they've. I told you it would take some time. They're doing it. They're doing it right it now. It takes some time. You know, they, and I think that I think the Isaiah Thomas stuff really sparked a little something there. Mm. You know, it sparked Thomas. And I'm telling you how important he is. He changed the franchise. Yeah. In the current state, in, in its current state a couple of years ago, it was languishing with young players that it was going to have, that they were waiting for to mature and they were going to take their time. And then all of a sudden they said, oh, we got a chance to get a veteran. They right. bring in a veteran scorer who turns them into a, mm-hmm. a playoff contender. A guy who was told in Phoenix, you will never start here. Right. You right. are coming off the bench. Yep. They told him that. I know. That's why they're Phoenix. You will never be a starter, they told him. Phoenix Amazing. Phoenix has never been the same since Jerry Colangelo left. Mm. They have been poorly run ever since. Yeah, they certainly have. Yeah. And and also since Kerr. Kerr was good there. Right. And Kerr left. I would also say the timing was good with, uh, with Thomas and that whole, would they be better without him, maybe lighting the fire there. Also, Al Horford, you know, was injured for a lot of the year. He came back from his injury. Then he had the whole, you know, paternity leave controversy. I use air quotes for that. And came back, and then him and Thomas finally got to play a long string of games together. Sure. 
And I think that that also sort of coincided with Thomas's injury. And now Horford and Thomas playing together has really opened up Isaiah's game a ton. That pick and roll that they run is really, really effective. And uh, that that's made Thomas, you know, a, a dynamic scorer and just a, a, one of the better facilitators in the Eastern Conference. Maybe yeah. in maybe in the whole NBA yeah, right now. You bought that, you know. That's just it. I heard you know? Chris Weber call him a dark horse MVP candidate last night. Well, I mean, it's January. It is. You know, it is indeed. That's why it's a dark horse, right? <laughs> you know, coming coming from the distance, just, not not quite in view yet. You know, yeah, it's yeah. a few months away. Uh, we got to take a break. Six one. Uh, how about six zero three eight eight three ninety nine hundred? Your phone number six zero three eight eight three nine nine zero zero. Your text line is eight four five eight two seven twelve fifty. Quick break. It's Christian and King. Give them a call at 603-883-9900. It's Christian and King. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. This is Laura Remillard with ESPN New Hampshire Student Athlete of the Month of November with Gabrielle Masseur from Nashua North. How are you? Thank you so much. You broke Nashua North's high school lacrosse goal record as a junior. So that was obviously a really special game. We were playing against Merrimack. Definitely a really great game, and it was really exciting, but I couldn't have done it without my teammates helping me out and getting the ball and feeding it to me and their support and my coaches' support. What's your favorite thing about playing lacrosse? So I love getting the ball and transitioning it from whether it be defense to offense, getting it from the draw and just like sprinting down as fast as I can and getting it to my team. I really like the teamwork and effort. On here, I'm seeing some volunteer work at the Nashua Soup Kitchen. Yep, I'm involved a lot in like within my school and like sports in my community. Nashua Soup Kitchen's one. I'm also vice president of National Honor Society. I'm a leader in Titan Connections. I'm a leader in Team Titan. I'm actually the secretary in the class of 2017. And where are you? looking at going to school, Gabby? I'm actually committed to play um, lacrosse at UNH. What is your inspiration to go above and beyond? My parents have always been there to support me and to believe in me, and I think that has really helped me become like the athlete I am and always reach for the stars and to go with all my heart, push to be the athlete and the person I am. So they definitely inspire me so much. That was Gabrielle Masseur from Nashua North, Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gate video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers in all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. Cam Rogers. According to the Cleveland Plain dealer, coaches are forced to teach RG3 or I'll say refresh his mind on these three mechanics. One, plant your back foot, then throw. Two, get down, then slide. Three, throw the ball away. Don't take needless hits from the defense. Those are three things that coaches are focusing on rather than focusing on the playbook and improving the offense. They have to pretty much reteach these basic components to Robert Griffin III. Saturday at 4 on ESPN New Hampshire. I needed to lose in order to realize how much I wanted to win. From Tom Brady, Michael Strahan, and Gotham Chopra comes a new documentary series that explores the impact of sports. The fans are evangelical. In a whole new way. This is what I was put on this earth to do. Religion of Sports, an AT&T original series, premieres Tuesday, November 15th at 8 on Audience, DirecTV Channel 239, and Uverse Channel 1114. In southern New Hampshire, there's only one choice when it comes to the best in orthopedic care. 
New Hampshire Orthopedic Center has been providing award-winning treatment for all orthopedic conditions for over 40 years. Chances are one of our physicians has helped someone you know get back in motion. Voted best orthopedic office by union leader three years running. Voted top doctors 30 times by peers in New Hampshire Magazine. Tell your primary care physician you'd like to see a specialist at New Hampshire Orthopedic Center. We keep bodies in motion. Visit NHOC.com for more information. Whoa, a new digital music player. Thanks, Mom. Oh, I'm glad you like it, because I can't wait to toss the big stereo. And now that we got your dad that big HD TV he wanted, we can throw out our old TV, too. Hold up. You can't just throw out electronics. Really? They need to be recycled or donated. And how would we do that? <laughs> It's so easy, Mom. Today, recycling electronics is just as easy as buying them. GreenerGadgets.org has all the info. We just enter our zip code to find a certified recycling center nearby. There are thousands of them, and new ones are being added all the time. Some of our local stores are even certified recycling locations. I like that. Did you know that some of the stuff in our old electronics could be used to make new products and conserve natural resources? Well, okay then. Let's gather them up. Um, what was that website again? GreenerGadgets.org. We just enter our zip code and go. Corporal John Vale was on patrol when his truck flipped. I realized I can't move my legs. When John arrived at the VA, Paralyzed Veterans of America was there to advocate for him and help John with his claim. PVA has helped hundreds of thousands of veterans get the care and benefits they've earned, and their service is free. If you need help with a claim or just navigating the system, contact us at pva.org. Got it all here on ESPN, on ESPN, New Hampshire. Here, Christian King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. Nice to have you with us today. You know, Mike and Mike uh, talked Celtics today, this morning. Yeah, see, they'll do it. Controversy. I know. When do you think the last time Golick and Greenberg talked about the Celtics for? Um, during the playoff series playoffs with the Cavs last year. Last year yeah. Or no, who the Cavs, Cavs with Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta, yeah. During yeah. the playoff series with Atlanta. And, even and then, the Cavs the year before Probably didn't talk about it that much. No, probably not. And the Celtics played Atlanta yesterday. Okay, Greeny. Thanks, Golik. Okay, Greeny. Good thing, Golik. Nice to see you, Greeny. You too, Golik. I don't li- That's I the don't whole listen- show. I don't listen to him. So That's the whole know. show. Yeah. I'm going, hey, Greeny. Yeah, Golik. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. Okay, Golik. Thanks, Greeny. Kind of like us. Bye, Greeny. With me. Same thing. You know, I forgot what I was going to say. Here's yeah. Greeny and Golik <laughs> this morning on Jake Crowder. Uh-oh. The other team has scored 48 points, mm-hmm. and fans are cheering him 50 points. You know, you're seeing a great performance, and you're showing respect. I'm good with that. Right. If fans and, and on the road team are cheering for a LeBron James or some other great player, I'm good with that. But when the fans are cheering for a player who is going to come take my job, I think I'm good with Jay Crowder voicing his displeasure with I, that. I, I don't mind. I probably, you know, listen, Twitter is the way everybody communicates now. I I. I I am not a fan of, of saying things against your own fans. I'm not. I understood what he said after the game. I, I could see him explaining after the game, well, listen, they're cheering for a guy that plays my position. So, yeah, it sparked me. And it sparked him to a heck of a game. 
Yeah, and and I I probably would have left it there if it were me, but you know he he went out and he, and he tweeted the the all caps tweet, which you know means he's angry. Yeah, that that, that is what that means. We can we can stop that right there. That's uh, I I sort of yeah. Well, look, you said exactly what I said. Yeah. Take your job. It's here's somebody who might come and take your job. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what that's what it is. Well, you know what though, Jalen Brown they drafted in the th- with the third pick. Right. Same position as Jay Crowder. Going to take his job. You're going to get mad when they start cheering for him too. It's I a mean, little different. He's a teammate. He's I know not he's, a opposing, teammate. he's not just... an opposing player, an established NBA player who could come right in. And at least with 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 this guy, with the rookie, he's got a little cushion there. Sure. All right. And he can kind of control that a little bit. You know, you can tell the rookie, look, you got to go over there. When the rookie really should go over there. Tie <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can do all sorts of stuff, you know? Right. Just delay the progress a little bit. Yeah. He's got a fast break that right. trips him. But Hayward, <laughs> he can't do anything about that. Right. Hayward goes out and scores 40 somewhere else. He can't do anything about that. Mm-hmm. You know? Sure. So that's why. But it's also not like they cheered for Hayward every time he got the ball, okay? And yeah, no, like, I mean, I didn't. And it's not like Jake I, Crowder I, I, I saw either, some of it with the know? sound off, so I didn't, and I was in the newsroom last night, so I didn't see the, the, uh, the I didn't hear the actual cheering. I just heard I missed about, it, too. I, I heard, heard about it. I heard yeah. about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I don't know the extent of it. I don't know the details, but I know that Crowder was ticked off, and that's not something you usually hear after a Celtics game. Right. It's all, you know, well, we did this right, we did that right, or we did this wrong, we did that wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty bland and pretty boring, and now it's not. Right. You know? Yeah. So there you go. You oh, know? I'm sorry. Are we No, nah, that's all right. We no, interrupting right. you over here? Another one of those, you know, calls that come is that in. A, is that Jay Crowder? Uh, no, actually, it's Gordon Hayward. <laughs> 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 I'm negotiating as we speak. Yeah. You know? Um, the uh, Outside of all that, that controversy or whatever, I thought that last night's game was, was pretty interesting because you got two teams here in Boston and Utah, two teams with pretty good histories. Utah, they never won anything, but for 20 years, they were a playoff team. 20 consecutive well, years. Well, that was before. in the Sloan years. Yeah. I'm just you saying know? that was a long time to be right. where they were good. And, I mean, now they were they're, relevant. and now they've gone up, down, up, down, right. up, down. And not Mostly re- down with a couple of small peaks. And now right. here they have a pretty good team, but it's all guys that they drafted, you know, except for the guys on the bench. They got Joe Johnson and Boris Diaw and some of those guys on the bench. But everybody, yeah, you know, Hayward and Gobert. Slo- and Sloan's not alive anymore, is he? I don't believe he is. Yeah. I don't. I, I wondered about that. I thought, yeah, I think he did die. I'm not sure. He left because of health. I mean, he 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 resigned there and basically it was. No, he's issues. still alive. He's still alive. Oh, okay. Seventy four years old. Wow, seventy four. Mm. Jerry Sloan. <gasps> yeah. Oh my God, he was there for over twenty years, I think, as head coach. Yeah. He's uh he's not doing good though. He's yeah, that's what Parkinson's I thought. Disease. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was really in tough shape. Um, but yeah, still still kicking around. Um, the, uh, and the Utah Jazz are a team that whenever they're good, it's because they have to draft well, especially now. And that's, that's what they've done. You know, they've drafted some guy favors and, uh, you know, Gobert and, and the rest of these guys there to, to fill out their roster around, around Hayward. And they put a pretty good, a pretty good starting five together. And they managed to fill in the bench with some of these, you know, older players, these veteran kind of role players like Joe Johnson and Boris Diaw. And it's working out. Right. They're only a half game behind the Clippers, and then after that, it's just Houston, Golden State, and San Antonio are the only teams with better records than, than Utah right now. So there's, I don't know, it, it's been a I, long time between now and later on. I mean, it just right, but they also they're not going to keep any of those guys. None of those guys are going to resign. Probably not. They're all going to leave. I know. You know, they have a they have an, a small window here, but a window nonetheless. 
And it sort of reminds me of the Celtics. Now, compared to, yeah, but the compared to Salt Lake City, Boston the is, Celtics you know, don't have a, a worry. They, they have a worry about it, but they don't have the automatic, I'm here and I'm out. Right. You know, that, I mean, people leave Utah because they don't want to be there anymore. Exactly. Right. And it's hard for them to attract free agents. What they do, they do through, free, through, uh, through the <laughs> through draft. Through the draft. Or right. trades, you know. Right. And, and that's the best they can hope for. Oh, no. I got traded to Utah? Yeah. Oh, jeez. How do I get out of this one? Yeah. You know? Because, I mean, not only is it, you know, people talk about, oh, they want to go where the weather's nice. The weather's not nice in Utah. <laughs> and also, nice. it's I Utah. A, I spent a half hour on a runway in Utah a couple of years ago. I'm on yeah. my way back from the Super Bowl. Yeah. You yep. know, I, the last Mormon basketball player I know of was Danny Ainge, and I don't think there's been one since. So I'm not sure, I'm not sure Salt Lake City is exactly what, you know, your average 19-year-old entering the NBA is looking for when they, you know, or the 26-year-old who's ready to sign a big contract and, you know, live out his glory yeah, years and his prime is going to want to go to Salt Lake City and do that. You know? Yeah, the, the days of Carmelo Malone and John Stockton aren't, you know, they're not there anymore. Right. And so. it's... You know, it's interesting. It's it's one of those they're one of those franchises with a big history, like the Celtics, who now in this twenty first century here are not quite the they're one of those franchises that never changed their nickname that didn't <laughs> fit the region. That's what they are. Yeah. The Utah Jazz. For people who don't remember, they used to be the New Orleans Jazz. Right. Actually, and one and, and before the days of John Stockton and Carl Malone and everybody else, a very famous NBA player actually played for them. Pistol Pete. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Pete Maravich. The people don't remember that because they were in you know, they don't remember them being in New Orleans. They were the original New Orleans franchise. Right. The New Orleans Jazz. And when they moved to Utah, they never changed the name. I know. Because basically when you think of jazz cities in America, yeah, Utah, New Salt Lake, one, then Utah's number Salt two. Lake comes right up. That Mormon Tabernacle Choir, when they get going, baby, yeah. they just start doing a step. Yes. You know? That jazz, baby. Oh, my God. They got the whole crew. They got Charles Mingus in the back. They, got, they know, make you like, want to kneel. <laughs> <laughs> kind of oh. like the, the Lakers. Yeah, you know? yeah. Made a lot of sense in Minneapolis. That's right. Los Angeles, yeah, but not you know why? many lakes. Yeah, but you know why they kept that? The no. alliteration. Los Angeles Los Lakers. Angeles Lakers yeah. That's why. Right. You know? The Utah Jazz. Utah and... Jazz. Now, if they called them the Utes, that'd be, you know. Like yeah, the, but there's already a Utes. The Utes, right, the college team. What else would you call them? The Utah <sighs> Mormons? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I don't know, you know, really. Yeah. You know, salt mines, you know, I don't know. I mean, The it's... Utah salt mines. Yeah. Not going to happen. Look, go salt mines. Yeah, I know. So they just kept Jazz because they couldn't think of anything else. That's why. I know. They couldn't think of anything else. Mm. That's a bad. It is. <laughs> but you know what they is. you know what they should have done is ditch taking Utah out. Utah is an awkward word to pair with a nickname. They should have called them the Salt Lake City whatevers. Yeah. Because you can add anything to that. You know, the Salt Lake City but they Slackers were, or whoever, you know. But I, mean, I bet the NBA didn't want them to do that because Salt Lake's not just a, a re, not a uh, you know, it just doesn't hit you as a major area. You know? Yeah, not like Utah. You know? So, well, Utah's a whole state. They can people Salt. more People identify with Utah more than they identify with Salt Lake. Do they? Yeah, I think so. If you ask somebody where Salt Lake was, they would say, I think it's, is it, isn't it up there beyond Winnipesaukee, you know? That's, I'm pretty you know? sure that's not what they would say. I think they would. You would be surprised. A lot of people don't know about, you know, where I think Salt people Lake know City. where Salt Lake City is. Do you really? Yes. I think most people know that Salt Lake City is the capital of Utah. It's I an easy one to remember. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't know. See, it's you ever not, been there? Yes, I have. My I brother bet. used to live there. Did he really? Yes, yeah. I brother been there. a Mormon? Uh, no, no, he was in the Army. 
Oh, okay. No, no, they they put him there. Yeah, lucky guy. I know. <laughs> Just like Gordon Hayward. He was there for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he didn't live on base. He was at his own apartment or anything mm-hmm. else. I mean, it was nice. He had a great view of the mountains. Yeah, it is beautiful. Yeah, there? I thought I was supposed to camp up in the mountains, but we decided not to because it was supposed to rain or something like that. I don't know. It was, it was like fine with me. <laughs> I didn't have any. Oh, shucks. Uh, darn it. Dang. You know, yeah. I so. was really looking forward to that. Yeah. Oh, well, good night. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, you just go out a mile outside the city limits or, or you're a mile outside of the, the metropolitan area, and you're just like, Vast wasteland oh, of yeah. salt lakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it, and it stinks. Oh, yeah. yeah. God, does it stink. Yeah. You know? It really smells. It takes a while to get used to. Parts you know, of it we are beautiful and parts of it yeah. are, yeah. I mean, but that's, you know, I, I, did, I did go see the Mormon Tabernacle Choir perform. Did you really? Yes, I did. How was that? I got up there and sang with them a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I was a freshman in high school. Were Donnie the and Marie there? I don't know. Were they like the guest I was looking the guest for singers then? I was looking for him. I was a freshman in high school back then. I was looking for him. Yeah. This is 1975. You remember the uh, the movie Celtic Pride with um, uh, Damon Wayans? He played the guy in the Utah Jazz and Dan Aykroyd and Daniel I remember the Daniel movie, Stern but I didn't see too much of it. Yeah, There's one so. scene where it's like it's the finals, and Daniel Stern and Aykroyd are these two big Celtics fans. And every time the guy gets the ball, he goes, why don't you join the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, you Donnie and Marie-loving freak? Oh, God. Best insult ever. There we go. Yeah, some good stuff. Yeah. And then he goes, hey, I heard Manute Bowles banging your mom, he says to him once. Great trash talk. Back in the old garden. The scenes they filmed in that movie were the last thing they ever did in the old Boston Garden. Oh, really? Yeah, in before, that movie? They, before wow. they began the demolition. That was the wow. last thing they did was shoot those scenes in that movie. Let's see, the big thing with Utah is I think people identify Brigham Young there with more than they do... You Salt know, Lake City? Well, not with Salt Lake City, but with the state, then they do the Utah, the, the Jazz, you know? I guess. Brigham Young is always, you know, they're always competitive in, in, you know, basketball and football. So, I don't know. You think more people pay attention nationwide to Brigham Young College Athletics than the Utah Jazz? Well, I mean, it depends. I think there's more NBA fans it than depe- there are. It depends. I mean, in the, in the NCAA basketball tournament, they usually make a big, you know, noise. And then football once in a while, you know. I yeah, don't know. I feel like yeah. basketball, they're not always there either. But See, basketball, when, when, yeah, see, basketball, when are they on national TV? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I bet you if you, I bet you, if you did a count, Brigham Young has been on national TV more times in the last five to ten, in the last ten years. In the last the Utah Jazz? Ten years in the Utah Jazz. Probably. Yep. Yeah, I'd say that's probably true. Yep. Uh, let's go to the phone, 603-883-9900. Al is in Goffstown. Hey, Al. Hi, guys. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year, Al. <clears throat> hey, Tom, should I uh, cancel my uh, vacation plans going to Utah? Yes, I think you should. Unless you're going <laughs> skiing out there. Yeah, the yeah skiing, yeah. or if you go in the summertime, you can go camping. You know, that's about well, it. I'm if you're there for like the... I'm much of a camper, so yeah, I'll, I'll ne- Neither am I. <laughs> I'll keep my Vegas plans instead. I think uh, so, You're Al. not too far from Vegas. If you're there for like the nightlife, I'd, yeah, I'd probably cancel the, uh, I'd probably cancel <laughs> the Salt Lake City vacation, yes. Uh, I, guys, I know you're talking basketball, and I, I have been a Celtics fan since Bill Russell and Tommy Heinsohn were rookies. Mm-hmm. The, how far back I've been watching them. And I, I, am, I do enjoy watching this team play, but uh, I don't enjoy watching the defense, especially in the middle. And I think if they could find a big stopper in the middle, one more guy, then they could contend. But right now they, they cannot contend with Cleveland for a championship. 
I agree that they can't contend with Cleveland, but I'll disagree a little bit that they haven't gotten any defense in the middle. In that Sacramento game, Al Horford locked down DeMarcus Cousins. He played him really tough. Mm-hmm. And in the, both of those games against Memphis, against Zach Randolph and uh, uh, Gasol, Horford was great, and he held those guys in check, and he was really fighting a one one on two down there. Now you know what I think. But they need... you know, I think you're right against Cleveland. Well, you need someone. You need another you need somebody in the middle. But you know what? Somebody uh, eat up those o- fouls. Overall, against a lot of the other teams, they need more shooters. Mm. They need more shooters. I mean, how many times do we say about it? You know, who they go to at the end of a game, right? Well, Thomas. But that's you know who else. You yeah, know? I mean, I I I do agree with the guys a little bit, but I'm watching a lot of these guys getting by some of our guards, making uncontested layups in there. And maybe Horford's sitting on the bench at that time when I'm watching it. But, uh, I mean, I do like the up-tempo play, but, you know, defensively they're giving up a lot of points. Yeah, it's uh, you're right. They're in the bottom third in the Eastern Conference in, in points allowed, Al. You're, you're certainly right about that, which is part of the reason why I think Jay Crowder, you know, for all the talk about how Hayward's the, the better offensive player, Crowder's the better defensive player, and this team needs to, you know, they, they can't skimp on defense. They're already not in the uh, in the upper echelon, even in the Eastern Conference. Forget about the whole NBA. And last well, year they, last year they were. Bill Russell in to talk to the boys and show them how to play uh, a little defense under there. Actually, uh, funny, too, because I was thinking as I was calling you guys, I'm probably one of the uh, – the only listeners you have that's actually seen Bill Russell and Tommy Hines play in person. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we do have some old yeah, parts but, who listen. Yeah. But I saw love, George. I saw Tom, George you know? Mike play in person. So I'm right. You know, yeah, I, he I, was I, there. I, yeah, I tell you, Tom. I, I, I remember way, way back watching a game when Will Chamberlain came in when he was playing with the San Francisco Warriors. Wow, that goes uh, way back. Playing against Russell in in the Garden, and yep. you know, I was probably ten or eleven years old. But you know, back in the old days, you could. I lived in Haverhill. You could take the train right into North Station. It wasn't a big deal. Go to the game and take the train right back. You can and, walk uh, into the you garden. Can, you can uh, still do that. You, know, you get a chance to see Jerry West and Elgin Baylor and all those guys. You can so walk really, into uh, the garden and pay like $3. That. You know? yeah. That's yeah, it, they, you, know? you can't do that anymore, but you can yeah. still take the train to the garden and then take the train back home afterwards. That's still that's still <laughs> possible to do. Well. <laughs> uh, thanks for the call. Okay, guys. All right, Al. Bye, Al. Alan Goff's down there. 603-883-9900 is the phone number. 883 we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back, get you caught up on what's going on here in New Hampshire with Notes from the Kingdom. We've got it all here on ESPN New Hampshire. Have you been putting off a home improvement project because your budget's a little tight? We'll put it off no longer. Nashua Wallpaper is your one-stop decorating center for cabinets, countertops, flooring, paint and supplies, wallpaper, window treatments, and especially designing and remodeling kitchens and baths. With top-of-the-line products from Advantage, CraftMade, and others, your kitchen or bath will be looking beautiful in no time. Find out more at NashuaPaint.com. In southern New Hampshire, there's only one choice when it comes to the best in orthopedic care. New Hampshire Orthopedic Center has been providing award-winning treatment for all orthopedic conditions for over 40 years. Chances are one of our physicians has helped someone you know get back in motion. Voted Best Orthopedic Office by Union Leader three years running. Voted Top Doctors 30 times by peers in New Hampshire Magazine. Tell your primary care physician you'd like to see a specialist at New Hampshire Orthopedic Center. We keep bodies in motion. Visit NHOC.com for more information. 
Should you worry about identity theft during the tax season? The answer is yes. The IRS reported over $6 billion in fraudulent refunds in a single year just due to identity theft. Does it matter if you're not getting a refund this year? No, it doesn't because thieves can use the information from your tax documents to commit crimes. They can drain your bank account, open fraudulent credit card accounts. They can do it well after the tax season ends. Maybe you think you're okay because you have free credit monitoring. Free credit monitoring might tell you there's a problem. But they don't help you solve that identity theft problem. LifeLock will. As a LifeLock member, if you're a victim of ID tax fraud, the U.S.-based team of specialists know how to step up, make the calls to help resolve identity theft now. Get peace of mind with LifeLock. Memberships start at just $9.99 a month, plus applicable taxes. Enrollment only takes a minute. Call 1-800-877-0544 or go to LifeLock.com now and use the promo code PATRICK. That's PATRICK to save 10% on your membership. 800-877-0544. Outdoor Almanac, brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Games Wildlife Journal. The good news is, how would you grade your time outdoors last year? Well, if you're like many, you'd say it was good, just not enough of it. And if you didn't get a deer, a five-pound salmon, or a monster bass or pike, well, then there's room for improvement. The good news is, 2017 is a brand new year, and you get to do it all over again. I hear from folks that they're too busy to hunt and fish. Sorry, I don't buy that. You have to make being outdoors a priority. I'm not saying it's always going to be easy to find the time to get away for a while, but when you do, the time spent outdoors will be well worth it. For 2017, make plans to be outdoors in New Hampshire and don't settle for anything less. Hunting, fishing, trapping, canoeing, hiking, or wildlife watching. There are plenty of choices, and the good news is you don't have to choose just one. Outdoor Almanac is brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Game's Wildlife Journal, the magazine for people with outside interests. When Dad needed help getting around, I became his driver. Soon enough, it was up to me to be his housekeeper and financial manager, too. When he moved in, I became his cook and even his nurse. But no matter what roles I play, I know I'm still his daughter. We understand the roles you play. So to help, we created aarp.org caregiving, where you can connect with experts and other caregivers. Visit aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad We've got it all here on ESPN New Hampshire. Before we get to uh, Notes from the Kingdom, Sofa Scout on Twitter. Nice little what, list. What, what is, what's the name of it? Sofa Scout. Sofa Scout. The Sofa Scout. He like, scouts from the sofa. Well, I was just going to say, yeah. S-O-F-A. All right, okay, that's, that's. Uh, gave me a nice list. Jimmer Fredette, Michael Smith, Sean Bradley, Tom Chambers, and Mark Madsen, all NBA Mormons. And there's more, he says. Uh, Jimmer. I can't believe I forgot about Jimmer. Oh, Fredette? I didn't yeah. know he was a Mormon. Yeah, BYU. BYU. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. If you went to BYU, you're a Mormon. Don't yeah, you have to? True. I think you have to be, yeah. I think you do. Yeah. Um... Fredette's one of those guys that's always on the cusp of of uh, trying to show that he can play in the NBA. And, right. And then they put him out there, and he can't stop. Yeah, from you the know. Westchester Knicks or whatever. Yeah, he can't <laughs> stop anybody. Yeah. He's playing somewhere else right now. Uh, you know, somewhere else. I guess he had a big night the other night, and I saw it. In the, somebody tweet it. In the developmental league? Yeah, I don't know where. I have no idea. Could uh, be in China. Sofa Scout could, also could be says, in China, China, for all I know. You know? He also says, I may be your only listener that saw Manute Bowl and Spud Webb play together in the USBL in Newport, Rhode Island. That's that's something. But I saw Manute Bowl 
here in Nashville. Yeah? Yes. For what? He came and put on a show at Bishop Girton. It was a fundraiser, I guess. Oh. And, and well, he, when he was in the NBA? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he was still in the league. Okay. Um, it was 1986, I believe. I think it was my first or second year at the Graph, Telegraph. And uh, there was a local kid who's now a coach at a, at a junior college down in Florida named Kevin Ledoux. And Kevin Ledoux was a young, you know, like a freshman at, at National High School. And he became a point guard at National. And he was a, he was a pretty flashy player. Mm-hmm. And, you know, drove his coach, George Lucas, nuts. But that, that didn't take much. And, uh, and, and, but he was a good player. And uh, he actually, the, the contest was try to score on, on, on Bolt because Bolt would swat everything away. Right. Ledoux did it. Mm-hmm. He shot it over him. Wow. He got it. Somehow he floated one over him. I don't know how he did it because he was not, not that big a guy. Must have hit the roof. <laughs> I, I don't remember. But I covered, I, I, I covered it. I was there that night to do, you know, Manute Ball. You don't get a chance to talk to somebody. And so sure. I talked to Manute Ball while he was sitting down and I was standing up and he was still taller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those guys you go into the bathroom, he's sitting on the toilet, you can see his whole face. Oh, it's, 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 it's brutal. It was brutal. Not, you know? not often you can say The that. late Manupa, because he's not alive. He no, really he's died. not. Uh, his son From the is, Sudan. Yes, his son is... Uh, is, is he playing? His son? Yeah. Manupa's is he really? son is doing something. Is he really? Wow. Hold on, I'll tell you exactly what Manupa's kid's doing. Manupa's son is 16 years old. Mm-hmm. He's six foot eleven, but with like handles. Like he can he can handle the ball a little bit. He's dominating in high school right now. And guess Where? What, and his name is Bull Bull. Where? Uh is he dominating in, in in the Sudan? No. Okay. Where where has he been where is he been? Oh so he's in the he's in the States. Yes. Oh he's the top ranked high school basketball player in the state of Kansas. Is he of, really Manute Bowles uh, the late yeah. Manute Bowles son? Yes. How about that? Whose name is Bowl Bowl Bowl. How's he spell B O L B O L? B O L B O L. You can't you can't uh can't screw that one up, huh? No. That'd be a tough one to explain a typo. Yeah. You know? Hey Bull, but I'm really calling you by your last name. <laughs> I wonder if that if like it's just Bull Bull or because Manute Bull I think his name was like or maybe I'm thinking of Dikembe Mutombo. I don't know because Dikembe Mutombo's actual name was Dikembe Babamba like it was like a ten word name. Well, my name is Tom King. So yeah, it fits. I can understand. I can see that Dikembe Mutombo Mapalando Mukamba Jean Jacques Wamatombo. He stole one of my names. Darn it, how did he get that name? Yeah. He stole one of mine. I think it was the Mwamba. I think your name is actually Tom Mapalando Makamba Jean Jacques King. Is yes. But, uh, you know. Uh, son of a gun. There's <laughs> nothing sacred anymore? Apparently not. <laughs> I guess um, not. We're getting way off topic here, but let's get to it. It is time to uh, let you know what's going on here in New Hampshire. Here's Tom King with his Notes from the Kingdom. Message for you, son. King in the castle. King in the castle. Notes from the Kingdom. Well, I'm going to steal this note. From this station. Oh. Because it aired. Well, I, did it air on this station or SMN? I'm not sure. I think it aired here. Uh, FNL. FNL yes. uh, basketball, right? They did, uh, and asked us, did uh, Bedford Merrimack last night. Right. You know how many points Merrimack scored in this game? A lot or a little? I'm not telling. I guess. Merrimack, I'll say uh, 85. Oh, it's a good thing you're sitting down. What? 13. 13 points. 13. 
13. In the whole game? 13. Yikes. It was 24-7 at halftime. This was a game aired on this station. 24-7 at halftime? Yowza. Yep. What, uh, what, what the hell? Uh, according to Tim Goodrich, they just, you know, I, and Nick Anastas, they just they couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. And they turned mm. the ball over inside a lot. Hmm. And do it. Goodrich is the guy who, and this is a team that won. They beat one of the top teams in Maine, Thornton Academy, one of the better teams in Maine. I don't know if top. One of the better teams in the state of Maine, Thornton Academy, in the finals of the National uh, Holiday Festival, the Chick-fil-A Holiday Festival. That also was heard on you know on these airwaves. And, um, you know, it was a low-scoring game, but they kept it that way. But as Tim Goodrich said to me at the start of the season, and he reiterated it last night, he said, I told you if I can make good basketball players out of football players. And that's what he's got. He's got a mm-hmm. team that doesn't have a lot of basketball shooting skill. Right. Bedford played a zone. They zoned, and they forced Merrimack to shoot the ball from the outside, and they couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. Yikes. <laughs> so what do you think other teams are going to try to do to them? They're going to zone them to death. Mm-hmm. They have to find a way to penetrate that. They've got a really good skill player in Ian Cummings who can really lead them. Cummings was their leading scorer last night with seven points. Wow. Seven points. That's it. Well, they scored 13. I know. Yeah. He had no, I think, actually, I think I gave him two more credit. I think it was five. Five points. Five okay. points. I was about to say, it's more than half of their total <laughs> offensive five points, output. Yeah. Which is close to half their output. And Merrimack is, you know, are they... They were 5-0 and going in. Yeah. 2-0 regular season, 3 in the tournament. They won three tournament games. They beat North. Uh, they beat North in the semis. Mm-hmm. They beat Milford in the first round. And then they beat Thornton in the finals. Wow. 13 points. 50 to 13. That's not very many. 50 to 13 was the final. 50 or 51, I'm not sure. 50. 50, yep. Mm. 50 to 13. Yeah, wow. Yeah. that's That was the story yeah, of the night. Cummings, five points. Uh, own, own Plus? Own, own Plus. Pl- own Plus. He had own. five points, too. Yep. His name's Own. O-W-N? O-W-N. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's a tough game. Isn't that something else? Well, you know what? Teaching moment, right? Oh, oh, you mean, yeah. you know, Goodrich said to me last night, he said, we will be a better team at the end of the year than we are right now. I guarantee you, he said, you will not want to play us at the end of the year. I believe him. You know why? Because with the players they have, they'll be very, very good defensively. They only gave up 24 points in the first half. Yeah. So they basically gave up the same amount in the second half. They played good defense throughout. They just aren't an offensive-minded team. Mm. Yeah, it's one way one way of putting it. You know, <laughs> they don't have that kind of talent yet. They, yeah. they will get it, I'm sure. But they're, right now, they're not. Um, I got the other scores from last night. You want to hear them? Yeah, go right ahead. Guilford, uh, <laughs> top Laconia, 75-50 to 50 for the Battle of Winnipesaukee up there in the uh, Lakes region. Interlakes, another team up there, beat Summersworth, 68-38. to 38. Big win for the uh, Lakers there. Portsmouth with a 64-33 win over Newt. Kearsarge, this was a good one, 76-69 over Campbell. Uh, Franklin, Edgeman, Adnock, 52-51. John Stark with a 50-47 win over Conval. Goffstown fell to Pembroke, 63-51. West with a 49-48 win over the Timberlane Owls. Sauhegan fell to Milford, 67-56. Yeah, Milford's good in that division. They'll be a good team in that division. Yeah. Uh, Pelham uh, topped Wyndham, 58-40. And Alvern with a 57-52 win over Keene. And I have one other note from the kingdom. And this has been sort of a developing story. Uh, there's this there's this guy, 
uh, Tannery Lane uh, uh, arrested in Lebanon a couple days ago. Charged with arson in a fire that destroyed the First Baptist Church. Yes, they found the guy who did that. The one, the, the church up in the historic church up in Lebanon, been in that community for years. They are devastated about this up there. Yeah, devastated. After he set the church on fire, he went to an apartment complex and stabbed two people. Didn't know that. And uh, now more details are coming out. Wow. Said he broke into the church, watched child pornography in the pastor's office. And then used a U.S. flag to start the fire. This guy is a real, wow. real menace to society. I mean, good lord! Holy gee, I, I don't want to say too all, much about him because he got out how, somehow. I mean, and he's on the loose. Well, I don't know. And he's not on the loose now, but I mean, he's been arrested before, and they let him back out. You know, that's just it. This, I mean, there's there's so many crazies out there. He's being held on five hundred thousand dollars cash bail. Uh, the fire destroyed this building, which was a oh. 19th century. Oh, I've, I saw you saw yeah. the fire. Saw the fire on TV. You saw it. Yeah, uh, police were called to the Boulders apartment complex about 9:10 p.m. Sunday, where a man aged 52 and a woman aged 66 had both been stabbed multiple times. Mm. Before being taken to Dartmouth Hitchcock Medical Center for treatment of their non-life-threatening wounds, they told police that Boisvert had stabbed them and then fled. So this guy just went on a spree. Yeah. Like a Grand Theft like, Auto type. Like, know, yeah, like a, I, like, like yeah, thing, like you know? this is it for me. I'm going out on top, you know, and that's, uh, he just went out, you know, oh my God. Yeah. Police found him, his clothes covered in blood about an hour later on Tannery Lane and they arrested him. According to police, he told them he'd stabbed the pair for talking about him to police officers who were investigating the church fire. He admitted to starting the fire and another in the basement of a, some house on Muscoma Street he also admitted to setting fire to an abandoned house on Hanover on January 16th last year and to breaking into rec- to the recreation and senior centers on Wednesday. Police responded to that fire at the First Baptist Church on School Street at around 11.20 p.m. Wednesday, and then they were called to Muscoma Street where they found smoldering sofa that had been doused by fire sprinklers. Police, told Bosvert, or police said Bosvert told them that he forced his way into the church, then went through the nursery and the pastor's office where he watched kitty porn on a computer. He's telling them this. He's telling them all of this, yeah. Police said uh, he told them that he went into the main part of the church, lit a United States flag on fire, made sure it was burning fully, and then he left. Police said earlier that evening he allegedly told people at a campfire in the woods outside the complex that they should watch the news as he was going to do something big in Lebanon that night. Police said several witness told, uh, witnesses told them Boisvert bragged about setting fires in Lebanon and in a town called Wilder, Vermont. Boisvert's sister told investigators that when she confronted her brother about the fire, he said he had to get out of town and that his life was worthless. He's charged with three counts of arson, two counts of first-degree assault. Also arraigned Tuesday were Andrea Kate Gilbert, age 27, who was charged in the case on one count of falsifying physical evidence. Um, They don't go into detail about what that was, but she's being held on $5,000 cash bail. They're both scheduled to return to court January 10th for their probable cause hearings. Oh boy! Yeah, wow. Uh, 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 uh. That's. Uh, I mean, I mean, he's he's nuts, and he's out. Yeah. So that's the, that's the problem. Yeah. You know. I mean, this guy, this guy wanted to literally yep. watch the world burn here. Yep. I mean, this is this is sick. That's some sick stuff to do oh, in a church in a church office like that. I know. No kidding. And then to burn the thing down, set the flag on fire. I mean, he had every checklist. Kitty porn, 
burning the flat. I mean, like, what? This is the most despicable person in the way. You know what I mean? No like, this kidding. is really, wow. It, it's just, it's scary. It's scary. Yeah, it is. You know? You got a friend you think might be hovering on the edge of something? Talk to him. Right. I'm not saying that would have saved this guy, but, you know, it's, it's, you got to check in with people sometimes. I, this strikes me as a guy who people weren't really checking in on. Not that that makes any of this okay, but, you know. What was his, what I want to know is, what was the last thing before any of this that he was arrested for? I think he got arrested for trespassing in a school, like after hours. I mean, and if you look at it this, and well, you that's see, a little different from watching porn. No, and but you see, he's got. A, but what, what was his people? history like? When you go before the judge, I mean, the prosecutors are, or the they usually try to throw out. You know, if he had to go before a judge for any of this, not 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 the recent stuff, but not the horrible stuff recently, but stuff in his past. Hmm. It's got to be. It's got to be all right there in front of him, right? Yeah. So you got to think. You know, they, they would say, okay, we got a problem here. He needs to go to a facility. I mean, not a lockup, but, you know, mental health facility. Yeah. I wonder if this is going to be, like, uh, treated as, like, a hate crime, you know? Burning a church? Maybe. It could be. I, you know, I don't know. If he went in and did this in a mosque, it definitely would be. Right. I think it should be treated that way. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know what this guy's background is. Yeah, he's a Catholic he destroyed or whatever. A, destroyed a landmark that is yeah. just revered in that town. And oh, it's yeah. Just, it's, you know, it's awful. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe someday they'll rebuild that, and, you know, as a you know shrine to yeah. what was there before. I don't know. I mean, you know, the, the only thing you can say is at least he didn't kill anybody. No. That's it. That's the only thing. That's the thing only you can thing. Say. Yeah, no. Yeah. But Ugh, it seems like awful. he wasn't, you know. <laughs> Wasn't wasn't above doing that if it if it came. But now to you it. got a problem because you got to put him away. Yeah, and you got to make sure he stays away. Yeah, because no he question. gets out anytime. You know, it's not gonna no. Yeah, not gonna happen. and I hope he doesn't listen to the show. I know. Me too. Six zero three eight eight three ninety nine hundred is the phone number. Quick break. We're back after this. How would you like your office to be located in the heart of downtown Manchester? The former Ted Hebert's building at 922 Elm Street is ready to house your business. With over 28,000 square feet available, the time is right for your business to maximize this rare opportunity. Again, there is now office space available at 922 Elm Street, the old Ted Hebert's building, but it won't last long. Contact Tom Finney at 603-647-6800 or visit loopnet.com. The money-saving tip. Coming at you with another money-making tip. How to save money effectively. Tired of overpaying for stuff? Then head to ESPNNHradio.com and check out the ESPN New Hampshire deals page. You can save up to 50% on deals from all your favorite local businesses and restaurants. Why pay full price when gift cards and gift certificates are only a few clicks away? So start saving now by going to ESPNNHradio.com and checking out the new ESPN New Hampshire deals page. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Liz. Welcome to Lowell Jewelry and Loan. The economy is pretty rough right now, and if you're looking for a short-term loan, banks aren't making it any easier. Sometimes it can take a... 